Okay, so we're continuing in the Savory Karma, Mamre Shemim Perikal. Now, um, so now where he's going to really start is um, his first proof of the existence of um, the Bore. Okay, the Mitzias HaPoel Bore. And um, he admits later that this is basically taken right out of the Rambam in the Mordor book in the second, in the second book. Um, and it's, it's, you know, it's a classic kind of medieval philosophical argument. Um, and, um, so it takes a little, a little thought, a little concentration, uh, a little patience, right? It's good to, it's good to, um, question and probe, but let's not pounce. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and we'll um we'll, we'll we'll see what we think of it all right and um we'll we'll see what it thinks of us <laughs> we're not we're it's not on uh on trial we're on trial as they say okay anyway but um just uh, just uh before we start again before we start it's interesting this is something that that yosef always brings up that um, these kinds of proofs right, are not proofs of um, are not proofs of a God who is mashkiach necessarily. It's just the proof of the existence of of a of a creator. And it's true that ultimately, ultimately, our idea is that Karsh Baruch Hu is. Um, is mashkiach, right? But uh, what's interesting is that there seems to be the, these ideas that you know the Ram also expresses proofs just in terms of that there's a creator. So, so the question is: is there is there a value in that knowledge alone, or is that like you've got to have that, and then you'll add to that the idea of mashkiach, and then you'll have the full idea? Or is it, or is there, because we would look, we would say if a person believed in the Mamsi called Nimsa and that uh, Karish Bochu doesn't know what's going on in this world, he's too far removed and he's not uh, involved, right? So we would say he's in, he would say, uh, I, don't know, I don't know which category we put him into, but uh, he, he would be uh, an apicurus of some sort, right? Yeah. So, so the question then is: That person can't believe the Torah is true, right? Correct. That person can't believe the Torah is true, right? So, um, just just want to think about it for a minute over here. The what what happens when the person goes from this idea, right? Because you could say, well, look, our our proof of God has to be the proof that brings everything together. So we need like a Sinai proof. You know, like Priyas Yamsuf type of proof. Yeah, I mean, um, but um, with this, this doesn't do that, right? But yet, but yet, if you look in the Rambam, right, in, in, in the mitzvah, in his uh, mitzvos of uh, Leda, is just the idea of, of, of a Karish Baruch Hu as the Mamsi Kol Nimsa. Doesn't bring into any, um, and there's no uh, necessity. Of having an idea 
of a, of a monogam that the kiyam of that mitzvah. And you can say, yeah, okay, because if you did that mitzvah and you didn't do the rest of the mitzvahs, you'd be not because. So you'll get it piece by piece. But the question is, is there, is there, is there something lacking in, 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 the, in, the, in the idea of God that you arrive at with this kind of a proof? Is there something lacking that you're going to complete later on or is totally different components? Right? In other words, the guy who, who believes in this and doesn't believe in, uh, in, uh, in, uh, the Kodesh Baruch Hu is, uh, is Mashkiach, is that, uh, does that mean he has a, he has some mistake in, in this full idea? Or, no, this is one idea and that's a totally different idea. Yeah. Well, it seems necessarily, I mean, if you think it's got Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's an interesting question. It's an interesting question. It's an interesting question. If you look in the, I, I know I'm avoiding getting to this proof, but if you look at the um, the Rambam in, in in the chapter who discusses Hashgacha, he seems to say that over there that um, that the questions that lead people to the idea that God is not Mashiach ultimately resolve themselves in some mistaken projection about God's existence, because they they get into the into the quandary of well, if he knows, then why isn't he doing? And they get all of these problems ultimately wind up going back to a mistake in a, in a in a certain way of understanding what we mean by God's existence being uh, distinct and and, uh, and removed. So it does seem like he he holds that ultimately to put a limit. Well, let's put it this way. To put a limitation on, on God would be some kind of an error in your initial idea of God. Okay, anyway, so let's uh, let's let's take a look at what the, let's let's see the proof over here. Let's do it like this. Okay. It's gonna be a little bit tough. So he says, you find what do you see? Uh, what do we what do we see with our senses? Okay, about things that go from koach to poel. Okay. What do we mean with koach to poel? So it means from potential to actual, right? That's the usual definition, usual translation. From koach to poel, meaning what? So let's see. So from observations and analysis and chakira, into the process that we see of things going from potential to actual, we could derive a, uh, a proof, mo face iuni, right? An, an intellectual proof about the existence of God, Yisbarach. And here's how it goes. We see that there are things that are, that exist in, in potential and emerge in actual. In, in, right, like what? Okay, well, we'll we'll take a, an example. He's going to bring up later, I think, like uh, a fruit on a tree. Okay, I know, I know, everyone's going to be questioning all of these things, but let's say, let, let's say there is uh, within the tree, um, right? I have a, a fig tree. Uh, Ari and I, I have, a, have fig trees. <laughs> And uh, they have no fruits at this time of year. 
Okay. Don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> I have no fruits to say, but then come summertime, there will be fruit. Okay. So uh, something exists, you could say, in potential now. Right? There's a potential for that existence of the, uh, of the fruit that will come into uh, actuality uh, in the summertime. Now, it's very exciting, and you bring Bikurim the first time, you know, so you're not totally sure it's going to happen, but you're pretty uh, confident it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. What do you mean it exists? Does something have potential to exist? Um, I'm not going to quibble over uh, terms, but w- what do you mean by the Chilich? Uh, well, does it, how does it... We just, I, I'm just a simple person, and I'm just observing that there is a uh, fig tree with no figs on it. And come the summertime, there are figs. So we will say what? We'll say that um, there must be within this tree the potential to produce uh, a fig. At least that would be fair. Right? Okay. That is something that we observe. Hold on. Yeah, good. Now, he says, anything that goes from Kalach to Poel... Hold on. Something squeaky? Yeah. Okay. So whenever something goes from Koach to Poel, from potential to actual, um, we say like this. Yeah. The Chol Masha Yotzam in a Koach of a Poel, everything that went from the potential to the actual, here's where it gets a little sticky. Yesh lo motzi chutzi lo must have something outside of itself that actualized that existence. Okay, one second. Because if it didn't, it would already exist. Okay. She'ilu haya hamotzi bo, if what produces it is within, and there is no preventative counter agent, right, then it wouldn't exist sometimes and not other times. So I think he uses the example of a tree in the footnote over here. So for instance, um, yeah, Derek Marshall, he says, Haperos, Kodem, Shegodlu, Ala'ilan, Hayab, Bekoach, Ha'ilan, Sheyegadel, Osan. Okay, there was, like you were saying, there was within the tree the power to produce them. Okay. The Akash, Ha'yu, Begidulan, Yatsu, Apollo. Okay, and afterwards they, they came into existence. Now, he says, Since they didn't exist immediately, in actuality, rather, and not so it must be that the Rishut, that the atzma. a little bit uh, anthropomorphic, but it means that the, the Elon is not within its own power and control, on its, on its own control. So there must be some factors outside of the tree that are needed and necessary for the tree to produce fruits, right? Otherwise, the fruits would exist constantly. So in the tree, we could say... It has the potential to, to produce the fruits, right? It needs the energy from the sun and the nutrients in the ground, whatever that is. And those are external to it. And that's why in the wintertime, when those are not uh, available, 
the fruits don't exist, and sometimes when they are, they do exist. But if everything was contained within the tree that it needed to produce the fruits, then it would always have the fruits. It would always be producing the fruits. Now, of course, I don't mean to say the fruits would pop up in a second, but maybe you could keep thinking about that. Well, why doesn't it pop up in a second? It must be something slowing it down. You know, I mean, you can keep doing this, uh, this kind of analysis, but eventually the basic idea that you're driving at is that if something has at times, if something exists and doesn't exist within the same um, system, so that means to say it's existing, there's a potential for its existence and then an actuality of that existence. And there must be, therefore, some kind of a, uh, the, the agent that is bringing it into actuality, maybe you can, you can pick on that, it must exist outside of it. And, and um, otherwise, it would constantly be um, in, in, in actuality. Okay, let's let's get the full. Um, let's let not to uh, no pun intended over here, but let's let's let this go from potential to actual, and then we'll and then we'll see what we'll see what kind of fruit it is, and we'll see if it's uh... okay. So he says like this. <clears throat> he says the im haya motzio bo v'haya lomonea shloyi motzei tamed b'poel. So let's say there is, everything is contained within it, but there's an external force that's preventing it, right? Now he's getting to your point. And that's removed, and that's what allows it to come into existence. So then, what removed the, what removed the impediment, <laughs> right? Then it comes out that the thing that removed the impediment is what actually brought it from call to call. So either it's going from cough to pole, everything internal. I'm sorry, either it's going from cough to pole because there's an external agent that, that brings it out, right? That, that gives it the, what it needs to complete it. Or it has everything within it and there's a force keeping it down. And then that force is removed, right? Well, that force is removed. How is that force removed? So then that is, that is an external uh, agent that, that removed the force, right? Now that removing force was only bekoach. In other words, that thing that removed the impediment, it, it also was only bekoach because the impediment existed. So the action of that removal must have been bekoach. I'm sorry, uh, bekoach. I'm sorry, bekoach, and then into poach, right? <laughs> Exactly. So now he says, This gets a little bit uh, a little technical in the jargon here. He says, so once again, Okay. Let me just get the translation. Right. He means to say, right, the thing that took away the ma'akev, okay, because now, shehu ha-motzi, now, that, now that's called the motzi, right? The fi ha-emes, right, because it was shoya motzi b'koach, shoya motzi b'koach. Right, the moser, it's the, the masir itself, since it was me'akash he since it didn't take away the ma'akev immediately, so that, that was only b'koach, like you said. And now it's b'koach. So in Cain, now we have to think about the monel. I mean, the masi monel. Why wasn't it always removing the, uh, the monel?
So he says like this. So why not? So either for one of two reasons, he says. Um, he says, since it wasn't always removing the monea, uh, that's for one of two reasons. Either because the monea itself, uh, it was a thing that prevents it from acting. So either like, like why didn't Shimon remove this this uh, this uh, pole, this post, this uh, platform? Well, he was sick. That would mean say he's the masir, right? And he had some internal deficiency. Um, so in other words, there was some deficiency in the in the masir hamonea. That's why he couldn't remove the monea. Or uh, there was some problem in in the relationship between the, the the two objects, meaning to say, like like Shimon didn't have an axe, okay. So either it's because there's some intrinsic deficiency in that masir harmonia, right, or because it has what he calls the liyaches hayonede. There was some uh, it was lacking some kind of relationship. Okay. Well, effectively, they come out that he can't remove the uh, can't remove the ma'ake, but he can't remove the ma'ake either because it's either because it's missing the tool, or because it itself is like he says is locked up. But somebody made him better, and right, right, right. Well, would have been the one that gave him the axe. Well, he's going now. He's going through the two possibilities. He says. Um, so either it's uh, either it becomes um, either it's because the thing itself had some deficiency that became uh, that, that 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 was remedied, right? Or it was lacking a, the tool to do the job. He says, but either one of them, uh, and either one of them, meaning to say. Right. Once, since it wasn't acting before and now it is, so now we must say that the remover of the impediment found what it was lacking. Okay. Um, or it either intrinsically or, or found the, the, the means of connection. Um, but anyway, the im haya monea amnim So those are the things. There's v'zesha omar acha echad me elu ashnayim yifuyav himotzi. So either one of those two things had to be supplied. Russell omar she echad me elu ashnei ta'amim shayo chaser mehem umekoach ze lo hayyochol lotzis mikochol apolo. So one of those two things that was lacking and prevented it from going into action. Um, was uh, was supplied in Cain. He says, So you see that that it, that it must have found it if now it's acting. All right, it's a little bit uh, I mean, kind of it's kind of like uh, you know working it over. Really, uh, 
Yeah. Okay. Now we can play this game back again. So the thing, so why did that Mesir Hamonea, why was he able to work now and not earlier? You see where this is going, right? Or why did he find the means of connection now and not before? Right? We're going to turtles all the way down. He says, um, this can't go on forever. So basically, it all comes down to the fig tree. Right? That, <laughs> that it, it, there must be something that is um, it, that, that those types of uh, from what we see in the world today, we see that there are things that exist or potential, have potential to exist and require something external to bring them into, um, into actuality, right? Or they have everything contained within them and there's something that is preventing it. In that case, it needs something to remove the, uh, the, uh, the impediment, okay? And, um, and, and then you have to, and then the question pushes back to that which removed the impediment. Why didn't you remove it earlier? So we have two, we'll, we'll, we'll keep playing that game, okay? So he goes, um, he says, Ein bo lezet yi efshar, mi bilti shi agia el motzi min hakoach el hapoel, ein bo kochonios klaw. Now I have to think about this, he's saying, <clears throat> he's saying it must wind up, it must arrive, at a producer from the koach to the poel, ain bo kochonios cloud. It has no potential. Now this is tricky, right? Because he doesn't mean to say that everything has to exist always. It doesn't mean potential that way, right? Uh, he means to say ain bo koach the olam. It never is in a state of potential that needs to be actualized by something else. That's what he means. Right. Rather, it does what it wants. Okay. He says, Lefisha im haya bo kochanios haya bo efsharos. This gets a little bit complicated, but he says, if he, if that ultimate entity, that, that uh, mamsi that we're talking about had within it potentials. <clears throat> then it would only be possible. But that which has possibilities may exist and may not exist. Then that's going to need something to, uh, to, huh? to actualize it. And now the other thing will be the motzi that has no potential. Yeah, the last part is a little tricky. You have to come back to that. But um, 
that's his um that's the form that's the form that's the basic format of his argument over there that uh once again let me sum it up they're saying he's basically going to what you what we call like the primary mover argument no like the primary mover argument so everything is moved by something else right in a certain sense uh because it goes from it doesn't have its own actions basically it's saying but the action is producing from the call to the poem and it has to be um it has to be moved by something else or there's something else that is removed to allow it to move but um you're going to have to keep going back and asking you're going to have to keep going back to find something that so in order to say something exists you're going to you're going to have to keep going back and 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 finding causes and causes and causes ultimately you're going to have to say that there is the prime mover let's think it over there i mean he's doing a like a causation argument isn't he yeah. so i'm saying like it's like a first cause right maybe that's a better way and he says it comes to, to your question he says umina shaker because now we know there has to be something that starts to all not we have to but let's define a little bit better what, by what we mean by the thing we're looking for he says we're looking for something Sheim, uh, we're looking for something that is um, that is motzi minakoach el hapoel ein bo kochonius klal. Something that is that is a producer without any potential. Meaning to say, meaning to say that. Um, in bekoa it never exists it never it never has a thing that was like let's take the fruit right so the fruit exists in potential in a certain sense because there are all kinds of conditions that are necessary for it to come into existence right and all of those uh, uh conditions have to be um actualized you get into this you get into this long chain of uh, this has to be before this and this has to be before this and this has to be before this right now why is there no fruit immediately well there's a long chain of causes that uh build it together and uh, generate right and it's like asking why isn't the building uh why doesn't the building just appear uh why, why did the uh, the shiva building just uh in one uh in, in a moment oh because you have to lay the foundation before you can put up the uh the, the whatever it is so it's it, it's there each thing requires something uh before it so yeah of course it existed in potential but there were a lot of conditions preconditions right conditions for each step and the final product is dependent on a lot of those uh, on those conditions and each one of those conditions had a cause that had to bring it into existence it wasn't here and there was uh right so exactly so um so he's saying that whenever you have a situation like that you're going to always you're going to need something outside something before that is providing that step providing that connection moving it along the line so he's saying you have to come to a point 
where there is no necessity for any of that kind of an idea. Because where there is nothing that exists, and it's hard for us to think about it, but there's nothing that exists in a state of potential that needs to be actualized. It simply is created by the will of a creator. It's not like, it's not like the universe was a little seed and needed to get watered. Well, where where'd the water come from? You know what I'm it has to be that it didn't exist in potential anywhere. You know what I mean? Existing in potential means that there is a system in place that exists and there are forces and the forces are either being prevented from acting or require each other to act properly or something like that. And that requires some kind of a um, manipulation or some kind of uh, an agent to align those, uh, the, 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 those things. So that's, then you have to look for the agent and then you're going to have to ask about the agent and, and, and all of that, right? So he's saying you've got to find some idea that the, where, the, where there is a, a, what he calls it, a, um, a motzi min hakoach el hapoel. A little bit hard the way he uses it because he's using the terms koach and poel. But he says, ein bo kochanios klaus. That has no potential at all. It simply is the, it simply comes into existence without a prior state of, it is brought into existence without any, that, that agent doesn't have any potentials. That agent doesn't need anything to, for it to act. I, so why wasn't it acting before? That's Ratzam. Now, there's two reasons why the thing is not why, why a thing is not producing. He's a mamzi, right? Either because he is, like you were saying before, he's bekoach and he's being prevented. Well, then you have to find the remover of the prevention. Right? So you've got to eventually come to a producer that is not uh, what we call an actor bekoach. Oh, so then he said before, but if you're, if you're an actor, if you're not Pekoach and everything is internal, then, then you should have fruits on your tree all, day, all year long. So you have to say, no, this one is because it's Baratza. But it doesn't need anything to actualize it. Right? Yeah, it's a different kind of a creator. Very, un, uh, it's different than, than what we know of in, in, our, in, the, in the experience of the Chush. Yeah. Let's, let's just finish up the thought. I, I would like to come back to what he means by the Efsharas, because the Ram discussed, I mean, it's, it's basically right from the Ram. Ram tries to explain that a little, a little further, what he means by that Efsharas. It's, it's very confusing, though. Um, but anyway, so maybe we'll try to come back to that. Anyway, so it goes like this. Now, what is the nature of this Mamsi? What is the nature of this Motsi Minakoach Alapoel with Ain Bo Kochonius Klaus? He says, It's not possible that this is a physical thing. Right. So this first thing can't be a possibility of existing. Because if it were a possibility, then it would require something to make it uh, necessary. Right? 
So um, he says, now, now physicality, things that are balchomer may or may not exist. Now, what does he mean by that? He says, uh, he says, yeah. Um, the only thing that is not considered like a dependent kind of an existence, an, an Fshar, is that which is uh, removed from physicality. He says, the Fishu Murkav, the Murkav Saruch El Market. That's what's coming up in the next paragraph. But um, he's not proving it right now. But that, that's, that is a very big argument. It's a big argument. I don't mean to say, uh, it's a big, um, uh, it's, a, it's, it's an idea that, uh, that they make recourse to a lot. And, and, and we have to think about it. And, and uh, to the modern mind, it's not, it's not as appealing. But um, it doesn't mean it's, it's not valid. But the idea is that, Anything that's physical is considered a morkav, a combination of things. And the combination, is, and therefore an existence that's dependent on a combination is possible and requires something to, um, to, uh, to, to combine it. Well, well, let's think, we'll think about the validity of that in a minute. But now, so now I want to come back to the nivdal. It says, the nivdal asher ein bo efsharas klau, so what is that nivdal? That is God. See, that's what I was mentioning to you at the outset when we were discussing this uh, a week or two ago, is that um, the modern philosophers, um, Bush and Russell, one of them I've seen, is he, they, make, they, they mock the arguments of... Um, uh, of God, about God from the eternity, uh, from the universe. Because they say, I don't mention this, right? They say, why do you say there can't be, um, why, why do you say there has to be a God? Because you say that the material uh, entity, the material universe can't be eternal, right? Because it had to be composed. So then, uh, so then you go to God. So you say, but then we say, where did God come from? You say, well, God is eternal. So then you, so then, if you're ready to accept an eternal existence, why don't you just accept the universe as eternal? Right? But the point is that they are, uh, they, they, their idea is that there's a difference between an, a certain kind of an existence is Fsharus and a certain kind is, um, is Mukha. And that which is Nivdal is qualitatively different. It's a qualitatively different uh, conceptually. There's, a, there's an issue there's a problem of saying that that which that material existence which you see is dependent on factors for that to be eternal is that is a problem there that does not exist when we're discussing about when we're discussing a uh, a, a nivdal. So the question doesn't pertain to the nivdal. There's boyer no guf. So now it's clear that there's no body. These boyer gamkin is shu echad. And now it comes out that he's one. He says that which is um, which is separate, right? In other words, has no physicality. 
uh, can't be thought of in, in terms of number. Okay, you can't count uh, that type of thing. Unless you're going to say, like the Malachim, of course, in effect. But that which is that Nivdal that has no Efshar, uh, it's, it's, it's completely necessary, has no cause. Okay, of course, that which is cause is, is possible. If it was dependent on time, or, or uh, what's that? It could be the wrong time. Lack of close time, and it'll be lacking in time, and that's why it, then it'll only be in potential at that point. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, Zulazman. Papiarki? Uh, anyway, so he says, um, hold on. Right. He says, He says, This goes back to what you asked me about. He's not, he, he doesn't have any deficiencies with he or it. If he had any deficiencies, then it would be impossible that his action was complete. And perfect, and yet we see that his creation is perfect, not free of any deficiencies. This proof on the existence of God is the koach kofo. Its koach is the koach of the proof of the fourth proof of the Moral in the second book. Um, yeah, so he says that he says this is he thinks the Torah's proof, and it's it's hinted at in Bracious, and um, and uh, it's masking in my ear. It sounds like he's saying. Like his focus over here is, and this is always the question, like what level of sophistication of proof does the Torah require of a person? So it sounds like he's saying, if you read Parshish Bracious and you uh, observe with your, with your senses the way things uh, go from Koch to Poel, and you have a decent uh, head and your shoulders, you can bring a mo-faced Iyuni. 
and he and um, and um, and he's saying that this type of analysis will, will lead a person to a conviction that there must be something that is, you cannot have an infinite series of causes, and all existences we see uh, have to have some kind of a um, a motzi that, that that takes it from its potential to its actual. And ultimately, you're going to have to come to an idea that um, uh, of of a bore beratzon that has no, not not no no kochonius. And that's he says, and that and that idea, that type of an existence, you you will realize must be a non-physical existence. And since it must be non-physical, you'll realize it has to be considered one because it's not subject to counting. He says, unless you're going to call it first, second, third, like series of causes. Right? Then you can talk about counting. Um, right? The quantity. He says, uh, that's the only way you can, you can conceive of of um, of multiplicity. Right? The Ram says, you can't have, you can't say that there is. Uh... Oh yeah, interesting. Hold on. Yeah, we should look into that a little bit further. That sounds interesting. Ain't a binion bo element inside a commas. The mushroom nibble ain't bo commas in such an ain't bo shum harkava. That sounds interesting to look into that a little bit further. Okay, anyway, that's the format of the proof. Let's think about it. What are the problems that we have? Well, I think that it's like if it's a 